The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today we have a guest, and I think it's going to be a real treat. Our guest today is Vic Monzo. Did I get it? Did I say it yes. right? Yes, ma'am, you did. Yeah. And he he told me he's not picky, but as you all listeners know, I really try hard to get the names right. And Vic is a chiropractor. Do you still practice chiropractic medicine as well as the other stuff? At this time, I do not do chiropractic. Eventually, I will get back into it. Okay. So he's a chiropractor gone mindset coach. And he's here to share with us today about how we can feel more into the being aspect of life rather than over-identifying with all the things that we do. And um, I love this topic. It's a topic we've talked about on the show many times. We have an episode actually called Being Versus Doing. That's uh, probably back from last year. And I was sharing this with Vic before we hit record. I love this, especially because it's something, as always, how these things line up, something I'm feeling back into in my own life where I have so many things that I'm doing building this new business that I'm starting, which I think I'll have announced by this point. So Cactus Blossom Retreat here in Escondido, California. But it's really like been hard for me to um, sometimes step out and go back into the bliss of just allowing myself to be and to receive and know that you know, the creativity really comes from there. So with that introduction, talk to us about who you are and how you got to do what you do. And yeah. Oh, what a journey. It's been uh, it's been a fun process as I've been a pediatric chiropractor for about 11 years. About three years ago, I started doing coaching, but it was my own journey of what I went through. My background in chiropractic I also, I want to know the depths of healing. I'm just, you'll get to know that very quick about me. I love learning and going as deep as I can. So I was like, okay, I'm going to learn this chiropractic thing. And it's metaphysical. I found out through the founder was uh, who created this. I was very metaphysical based in that uh, the original premise of what chiropractic was. And then it went off in its realm. And I was like, well, I want to learn that. And of course, school is not teaching that. So I was like, I got to go learn energy medicine then. And I went into that route with everything else I was doing. And it helped me understand the depths of healing, but I didn't expect to learn life, universal law, spirituality, the afterlife, all these other things that came with it. And I was like, this is fascinating. This is a whole nother world. Um, But what happened was I started a business uh, right off the bat and I did everything the successful people were telling me, all the successful chiropractors, the business people, uh, the business advice, self-help, personal development, all the things you hear, the grind, hustle. Ten years ago, that's what they were saying. They still say it today. And yeah, I hit my financial peak in five years, but exhausted, fatigued, burned out. And I couldn't understand how I was burned out and exhausted with something I'd love to do. So did some soul seeking 
redirected my practice. And then I said, you know what? It's time to be, not do. Uh, I'm going to let go. And I'm just going to trust. And it wasn't easy. I'm not saying I just did that and it happened. So I don't want to create that image. It took about a year and a year and a half to finally let go of the reins and just really let go. And the business returned back to where it was. And we were prosperous even more. And I was just like, I'm working less. I'm not stressing. And everything's working out. This is weird. So then that's when I started the shift to be a coach. Well, I did coaching on the side where I was like, you know what? I need to help entrepreneurs because the advice they're getting is horrible and they need to learn to stop doing and start being and learn where the real power comes from. Because right. I saw it with people already. And then I started to see it in the entrepreneurial world so much more. And I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want to get into this a little bit. And that was my journey. And then just of last year and in December, uh, my wife and I moved from Chicago to Knoxville and uh, I ended up letting go of my practice. It was hard to sell in Illinois. And so I'm going to do this coaching thing full time. And I really want to make a huge change. And um, I've been doing it since January and it's been a blast. And uh, it's kind of how I got into what I'm doing with coaching at the moment. I love it. I love the whole story. And I love what you say too, because, you know, I spend a lot of time lurking on Facebook, true story. And, you know, so you see all the coaching and it's big thing in coaching, right? There's so much emphasis on all the things you have to do to, it's with whatever you're doing really, right? When all the things you have to do to be successful. And I think a lot of people too, they sell their programs on, I'm going to teach you all the things you have to do to be successful. And I think two things happen when we follow that way of being. Not that we can't sometimes feel into these programs or, or even teach other people what's helped us to be successful. But I think, number one, you give your power away to someone else's ideas of how things should go. And you think that I have to do this laundry list of things or follow this protocol or do these things. And in so doing, you outsource your power, which is inside. Your, your inner wisdom is always going to show you exactly what you need to do. And sometimes it will point you towards taking a class, right, or getting a certification or reading a book. But I always say, even when you're taking that class, getting that certification, reading that book, even doing like a reading with someone like me, it's about feeling into what resonates with you. It should be your power speaking through my mouth. And I think a lot of people don't get that, you know? Well, that's the thing. We've been conditioned for so long to look up. I mean, we've been giving our power away. I think religion's done a good job of that. And I'm not bashing any religion. I just want to be crystal clear. I, I accept a lot of them and I've studied a lot of them. But it's one of those things where if you look at the history, it was always about... This savior, whoever they choose, is the one who is more superior than me. So right off the bat, the construct of giving our power away yeah. instead of embracing with, it's, I think that's where it all started. And it's been a program in the humanities or the consciousness or the matrix for the last thousands and thousands of years. But that's how humans are, right? It's one of those things where we find someone who's mystical and magical and they're like, oh my God, that is my my person. And if it's a true mystic, a true sage, they're like, you're me. There's no difference here. Right. You know, your block is already seeing me as someone more superior or someone like that. A true mystic will sit there and go, no, you're I'm just like you. And so, you know, it's one of those things where I think that's where the, the whole thing has come. You know, since the modern time now with the information era and everything, we have been so much living in our heads that it's just become a construct of, you know, you were sharing before, it's like telling people what to think, what's the five things to do here? What's the three things to do here? And what we're doing is we're making life so linear and we're muting out the colors. And that's just not how life was never really designed to be. Like it has never been, I don't think we would come here as souls if it was that linear and predictable. Yeah. Is it's not that fun of an experience for a soul perspective, at least. This is taking things to a higher level, but it's like it's what we do here. I don't think we would have been that interested to be here. 
because I mean, we, we come here cause it's, there's a lot of, you forget who you are or you give up a part of who you are to have an experience. Yeah. My guidance has always been, we come here cause it's really fun <laughs> and we're curious and we're excited to come, which for a lot of human beings is like a little bit of a, what, wait, you say what? But when I see situations from my soul perspective, which I've had the opportunity to do, and sometimes really difficult ones, I see the party that my higher self is having. And I'm like, oh, I want more of that now. But like, our souls are loving this. And I do think that, you know, bringing more of that soul perspective to our daily lives is about loosening the reins. It's about, you know, feeling with the horse, but also letting the horse go free a little bit more and explore and sniff and have fun. And, um, you know, we're just not taught or encouraged to do that up until now. I think there's a lot of shifting and changing going on, though. There's a big one. I mean, we all know it's it's been here since it started in 2012, right? The Mayans said that it would be the end of time. And, of course, the media jumped all over that and threw fear in it to try to block what was really going on. But we have shifted and it's a new world we're entering. And it's for a lot, it's it's foreign. I mean, and there's light workers who are here. I know you hear this all the time. Like, oh, there's all these light workers, But you know, the more I get into this kind of work, because I was always like, when I first heard about the shift coming and all this, and I was just like, here learning all about this in 2008, 2007. I was like, okay, what the heck's that mean? We're shifting into Aquarius. I, I, I'm not in astrology. I understand it, but I don't, what does that all mean? They're like, well, we're going to open up. And, but as I dove deeper over the years, I'm like, I see it now. Now I understand my role and who I am, because like what I'm being called to do in my share, like if you asked me 10 years ago, I would not be practicing and I'd be coaching and that would be the big thing I'd be doing. I may look at you and go, mm, I guess I wouldn't, I don't know. I'd still be practicing. I can see myself as a coach, but I would be still practicing to go all in. There was a deeper calling. Like I had to do that. Like I had to make this shift yeah. to help people understand the new world that we're going into. And there are people who are, they always said, there's going to be people who will help others cross over into it. And then there'll be people who are, in the realm, you know, when they, when people get to that and, and help them adapt to it. And I'm just like, I don't care where I'm at. I'm just being called to do this. And that's what matters. Because my spiritual ego would be like, oh, yeah, back then I was like, oh, I think I'm that type of person. That'd be pretty cool. And now in my life, I'm like, I don't know, I'm just sharing whatever I'm being called to do. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm being pulled to. Yeah. And I love so many things that you just said. But the one that I'm really being pulled to and back to our conversation about that being and doing beautiful dynamic is... I always feel that when the doing comes from that inspired place, comes from that space, for me to tap into my intuition, there's always a stillness. There's always a pause. There's always a... So I think it comes from that space of being. And then you're, you're prodded, you're called, you're, you're nudged on the appropriate action. I feel that when those things are in balance, you're flowing with life. And that's what I, I think I even hear you saying on your career transition, like, you know, right now, this is where I know I need to be. Whereas the left brain says, in order to make this much money, I need to do this seven things and I have this degree and so I have to use it. And, I, you know, but intuition is so much smarter than that. Intuition will will streamline it. And so I've always been shown there's kind of two paths. There's the slow path where we use our mind and we're going to take a lot of detours and it's going to be a lot of work and we may or may not get what we want, but it's going to be, you know, cumbersome. Or there's the easy path where we tune into our intuition and the mind becomes a tool to problem solve, but in service of that higher wisdom. And I think that's a little bit what you're getting at here. 100%. I mean, it's one of those things where it, it's just a different shift in how we look at life. I mean, it's that me control, I have control of the reins. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to have to do it. And so forth, where 
How about stepping into uncertainty? And there's a different way of approaching it to where then all of a sudden you let, you know, the law of allowing, right? The law of allowing states just allow you trusting and allow what comes to you in that realm. And I think that's a, a, a whole different ballgame and a whole thing, we, you know, compared to what we've been told. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Talk a little bit more about the allowing, because I think that's something that a lot of people don't always understand. Yeah, that's the, probably the hardest one, right? Because it's one of the things where there's other laws ahead of it, but there's one of those that it's like to know that, and this is kind of the way I'll explain it. Like you want an apple, you're striving, you're telling the universe, hey, I want an apple. Okay, cool. And then you have to trust and, and, and just focus on your vibe. And then all of a sudden, well, the apple doesn't come, you get an orange. And a lot of times, if you're aware and if you're just allowing, you'll take the orange and be very happy because at the end of the day, you got fruit and that's what you're asking for. The universe knew better of what was going to serve you better. But a lot of times, what you know, and that's the purest allowing, it's just accepting to what comes. This was a huge mistake I made in my early on in my career because I'd be like, oh, things will be working out in what I was trying to envision and what I was keeping focusing on. But the way it got there, I didn't like it. I was like, well, it didn't happen the way like this. Or man, this was luck because of something, something. And I was never like sitting there going, dude, it's the universe, man. Just look, 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 take a moment, slow down here for a second. And it took me a little bit to where I was like, oh, let me get out of my head. Let me get back in the heart. Let me come back in the presence. And then all of a sudden I was just like, wow, okay, I wanted that. And this is the direction I wanted to go. And man, it's so interesting. It, It went in a different direction, but yet I'm so happy it went there. I ended up getting what I wanted, but it was just different in a whole different way. And I was just like, yeah. Cool. I got to let go more. I got to let go of the reins a little more. I got to let sit back here a little bit more. And again, like I was saying earlier, it's harder. It's very hard for us to just be like, here's what I'm going to do. And then I'm just going to do this. And then it, eventually I'm going to be this person and focus on here and everything else is going to work out. Most of the time people sit there when they hear this, especially in the business world, because uh, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. When I talk about these things, oh, you're a scammer, you're this, you're that. And I'm like, Dude, come in my world for a second. We'll have a conversation. I'll, I'll show you how this works. I mean, billionaires do this. They live in that world. Yeah. Uh, whether they know it or they don't. I mean, a lot of billionaires I study, they do this. They they understand the quantum world so well. And I always look, I'm like, they're masters of, of what it is that they do. And so it sometimes saddens me when I see some of the advice they give, which is not what they do or they, you know, the being element. They talk more about the doing than the being. And I hear it all the time. Because they don't know what they do. I think a lot of people too do one thing, but explain something else because they don't really know what they do. The number of people that will come into sessions and I'll see how their intuition works for them. you know. And when I say it, they'll be like, oh yeah, I do do that. But like, they don't recognize that's the gold, that's the gift because it's just what they do, right? And like everyone else, we are trained to, like when I give a, a class, people want, they want a list of tools, they want what we're gonna cover. And you know, I'll give you that to some extent. Do you know how I teach my classes? is, you know, I'm given a topic. I sell the class. I tune in before each class. Sometimes I get a little bit of a download before the class. Sometimes occasionally I got to go in there and teach it with no idea what we're going to talk about today. That's always really fun. 
And you know what happens? Exactly what's meant to come through comes through for my clients. That's actually how I do my sessions, but that's more expected when you're going to talk to an intuitive counselor, right? But I think a lot of times, right, we're taught if we don't, you know, I'm like a PhD with tons and tons of degrees. So I've given a lot of PowerPoints in my day, a lot of, back in my first graduate degree, it was um, overhead projector slides. (laughs) I had to print everything out on little plastic sheets. So that just dated myself. But regardless, you know, I have that skill set for sure. And that's often what's expected, but I don't go there anymore because it takes me away from the flow. And the flow is where all the gifts and the gold is. But again, sometimes you have to give people the PowerPoint because otherwise they, you know, they're like, well, how am I going to buy the course if I don't know what we're going to talk about? Does that make sense what I just said? (laughs) No, it totally does. I mean, it's kind of the same stuff I I share with um, bridging the gap between spirituality and science, because when I first got into energy stuff and I was trying to explain it, I was so fascinated, so blown away. And there's so many tools I can use, especially in the healing modality world and and everything else. I got a lot of people resistance, like, oh, that's woo woo. That's way out there stuff. There's this. So that was like, all right, well, you're going to bring that to me. Okay, let's do this. I'm going to prove to you that this stuff is true. Like I don't have to go out that way. There's, there's, there's science that could back this up. And yeah, thankfully I got exposed to quantum physics and some of the studies that were done, the hidden messages uh, by Dr. Masoto Emoto. There was the power versus force book. I started reading these things. I'm like, I got what I need now. I can prove it. And then back with my background in chiropractic, understanding the body and how that all works. I mean, chiropractic alone is working on consciousness, but that's not what, I mean, there's a lot of chiropractors that do not understand the principles of what it is because it got lost. It was conditioning, just like we're trained to do in our own profession. It's, oh no, subluxation is this. It's No, that's what we adjust and that's where we remove out of the spine. That's a a big word. If I say it, somebody like, what the heck did he just say? It's all good. Uh, (laughs) But it's one of those things where, you know, but it's really, you know, looking at the essence of how consciousness flows and how can we really enhance and help remove the blockages of that. No, I think it's such a great thought that, you know, in order for any, and I think this is shifting, by the way, so I don't want to put this mojo out there, but I think up until now, you know, a lot of us did feel like a chiropractor to get certification, to get acceptance, right? You had to pitch it a certain way. You had to pitch it a certain way, even if the roots of that field are a little more woo. And again, our woo and our science are, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm making my fingers kind of cross like they're they go together like the science completely backs up the woo it's just that you know our brains haven't caught up with the paradigm shift in the science yet yeah and so like even just like having intuition right some people say oh that's woo woo stuff no it's not it's neuropeptide we know that we know it's a neuropeptide that's created from the brain it gives us emotional responses we know there's receptors on the skin we know we know this now and so you can't say oh intuition's woo it's scientific it's a physiological response there's a response that the body's picking up on And so it gets kind of one of those things where the science is now married in with spirituality. It's like, that's what I love about all these ancient truths that I've studied for, you know, that have been around for three, four, 5,000 years. Science is finally proving that they've always had it right. Yeah. Like, I think when I look at us as a civilization, we act like we're the most advanced civilization. I look back and I go, I don't, I don't think so. I think we're playing catch up. Yeah. When I really look at the history and, and what we did back then and how we saw life and how we we connected with the universe and connected with nature. I think there's more what we can learn there when we're in that point. And that's a whole nother topic to go down. But yeah, I'll leave it there. No, but it's a good topic. And it actually ties back into our original topic as well, because I do think that we have been taught to disregard life, to disregard the circle of life. You know, one of the things that's been happening for me a lot is when I get really wound up, what I do is I go for a walk because that's always my reset. And on my walks, 
I will feel in a deep way that it's never really happened before. I, I love nature. It's always been a thing for me, but I will feel that when I am a little bit, you know, spinny, a little bit too much in my head, the plants will call to me. They'll call to me and they'll almost like call me into their space. I'll see something, I'll be drawn to it. Maybe I'll put my hands on it. I've had conversations with plants before too, because I'm that kind of girl, but it's not even about that. It's about life calling me back calling me back to the now because plants are perfectly present, right? They're perfectly connected. They don't, they don't have intellect. They are just here holding the space for us. So that's been my entry point back is sometimes it's a sunset or the clouds, but a lot of times it's the plant life where it just calls me back into the now. It's from that space that we create. That's where we want to create from. And I always understand that the mind, the linear logical mind that we've been talking about is a tool if we choose to use it for that, but it needs to come out of the presence first. Our doing needs to flow from our being. And so I think we're having the same conversation. Oh, totally. It's, and you bring up a lot of things. I love nature. I mean, I always, I sometimes I'll tell my clients when they're off, I could feel their energies off. I'm like, just go hug a tree for about a minute. And they're just like, what? I'm like, yeah, hug a tree. Research. I go here again. I'm sharing something that's like from a hippie movement, right? But then I'm like, hey, science has shown, they've studied it off the brain, that when you hug a tree, it actually, after about 45 seconds, it actually grounds you. Right. It actually calms your nervous system. So I'm like, there's science right there to show you that this hugging of a tree works. And why not? I mean, I love trees are so grounding in their own element of in their energy. But it's, yeah, I mean, we, we've come to a point, and even when you brought up the mind, I love how you bring this up, because this is what I've always been fascinated about is the mind ever since I was a kid. Uh, maybe because my dad threw like little nuggets at me about like the mind over matter. And, you know, you know, he he was very into wow. Eastern philosophies with martial arts. And, and my dad didn't talk much. He didn't share a lot. But when he did talk, it was very, you know, it's like, oh, you would listen to when it came. But you know, you look at the mind and how it is, it, it's like technology, it's neutral, and we can we can use it to empower us, or we can use it to break us down. But at the same token, you can also program that. And you can program your mind to enhance like I teach my clients, uh, you're an intuition expert. So it's like one of the things I teach them about getting that feeling, I don't know what that feeling is going to be for you. I know that it is for me. But I don't know what it is for you. But if I can get you to understand what that is, and then we wrap the mind around it and start conditioning the neurocircuitry to start to get adapted to that. And you're programming it saying, hey, mind, when this feeling comes, that means this alignment. This means I'm centered to what I need to do, my soul's purpose or my vision, whatever that is. It's good for me. So, hey, just let me know when that happens. And then just trust that it's going to work itself out. And when I can get clients to that point, Oh, that's like mastery. Because then all of a sudden they're like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this talk. I have this feeling I need to go that way. Well, tell me about the feeling. Okay, this is what's coming up. This is what it means when I usually do this. Awesome. Let's go with it then. I'm feeling it too. So let's go with it. And then they do it and then it works out. And they're like, I can't believe this is working. Well, now you're creating resistance. We need to work on that. So let's just keep, again, law of allowance, allowing, right? It's coming. Don't say, I don't, I can't believe it or holy cow, just wow, this is cool. This is me. This is the effects of what I do when I'm manifesting things. I'm going to continue that momentum moving forward and so forth. So I'm like, just focus on your energy, focus on your vibe, and it will continue as long as you do. I love that. And how do you help people? So I think that, yeah, a lot of this journey is learning to release the mind and also learning to use the mind in a more inspired way rather than being used by it, which I think is where a lot of us find ourselves up until now, right? 
What are some of the tools that you teach people to reprogram that brain? And, and there's neuroscience behind this too. Now, I will tell you, Vic, most of my listeners skew woo. I know, I know this because I, you know, as a podcaster, we we know which episodes get the most downloads. <laughs> if I say the word spirit guides, for example, it will go off the charts. So you, you know, we have freedom here, but I personally love the science as well. I don't need the science because, you know, talking to my spirit guides has become so much more powerful. Like I know if I listen to them, I'm good, but it's so cool when the science lines up because that just shows us that, you know, this paradigm shift is complete on all levels. But anyway, that was kind of a little divergence. But the neuroscience, you know, we know too with neuroplasticity, we know we can actually change our brains change our mind. And then in so doing, we change our reality. We change our experience. We change what we manifest. And the most important thing to me is we live happier lives because that's what everyone really wants. You sometimes don't realize you want it, but you just want to feel good. That's actually what you're here to do is to feel wonderful and uh, be joyous and have fun and play and be a beautiful expression of your highest divine self. So anyway, back to you. No, totally. And I think one of the things too, when you're just to add on that end point is like too, like to find the joy in the darkness too. Yeah. Right. Cause I wrote a book on this about like walking in the dark and how to see it as your, your greatest ally. And if you do, then you don't have struggles anymore. And then you find that beautiful dance with life and you can see it because struggle is going to be there. It's like, um, who said this? I can't remember what I was reading. I think it was neat. I'm going to mess up his name. Neen, thick, non, non, I don't know. Who just passed away. But anyhow, in one of his books, he talks about how to understand the art of happiness, you have to understand the art of struggle. And in the East, they use the word struggle because some people be like, well, struggle is a choice. Pain is temporary. I'm like, okay, this is Eastern talking. This is not my words. I understand where you're coming from. But I'm like, you have to embrace the struggle and learn how to handle struggle. And when you do, you can have more of happiness because then it's like, oh, I'm just going through this period. It will be bliss on the other side. Let me right. just sit with this moment. But coming back to mindset stuff and and, and all that. Well, if I can go a little woo, I'll go woo too with you on this. Go as woo as you want. So before we came into this world as a soul, we chose the experiences we want to have, blueprints, all that fun stuff. And we had to be programmed at a certain time to get that experience. This is what I love about how the mind works because I was always like, well, when I found out about the soul blueprints and all your guardian angels and your spirit guides and all the stuff who are planning all this stuff out, I'm like... That sounds right. Hermetic principles, or I think it's called Killian or something like that. But it said, as above, so below. So I'm like, well, whatever happens here must happen up there. So when I hear about blueprints for architecture, when you're going to construct something and build something, I was like, well, that must come from the spirit realms. And then all of a sudden, there it is when we're creating our spiritual blueprints and we're constructing our life and our experience. So my question always like, well, if that happens, then how are we, if free choices, free will, how are we creating that experience to make sure it happens? Well, everyone's like, well, there's guardian angels. There's this and that. I'm like, no, there's there's got to be something else. Because I would hear all the spirit stuff. And I'm like, that makes sense. But there's there's something. We got to go physical. Like, it makes sense spiritually, but it has to be something physical. And then I learned about age zero to seven. And then, I le- and then with my neurology background, understanding all I know is like, I'm like, wow, the imp- it actually happens even sooner now. We actually know it's more in, in some of the imprints that happen on, on, our, on the mind. We know personality happens in the womb now. It doesn't happen outside. We understand genetic stuff too. So I'm like, wow, there's so much that goes on. And I sit there and I'm like, this is fascinating. Now is I'm, fascinating. I'm going to a soul level where it's like, here I am being bored into a family, choosing my parents, and I'm taking on what they've experienced in their life, plus the ancestral stuff behind them of what life is here. 
And it's a program. And I'm tapping into the program. And on top of it, I will be conditioned in a certain way between the age of zero to seven. That's going to set my life and set the course for me to either, you know, learn this, but go through it. And and so I sit there and I I get a little excited because I'm always like, that is so cool. Like just imagine creating a video game and doing all this. But anyway, I digress. No, I love the way that you put that. And it's beautiful. And I think, you know, it's a really good way of explaining the concept because I do think most of our programming is accomplished, you know, from conception to about those first seven years. And it's a beautiful gift. Like, again, we sometimes look back at it as a problem that needs to be solved. I need to solve my ancestral lineage and fix it and clean it and make it all perfect. No, you know, sweetie, it's it's your humanity. You get to work with it. It's the Play-Doh. It's the raw tools that you've come to work with. And yeah, it shapes your experience until you wake up and you say, oh no, now I know, now I know how to play. Now I know how to play. And it's always there to guide you and give you what you need. Like I look back at my life and it's one of those things like, why did I go through this? Why did I have this? Or why did I have this emotional validation? I could go through all the names. And then I said, one day I was like, hold up. If I chose this, then there's, there's a purpose for it. And there's actually a beauty to it. Why? It's not bad. How can I learn and how can I grow? And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's things you want. I'm, I'm always trying to work on my own subconscious mind to break through some of the programs so that I'm choosing what's there rather than what what's there. And and I and I always tell people some people like when do you get to the end? I'm like you'll never will. <laughs> like you're not going to you're not going to get to everything. I don't care what you do. It's not we don't do everything in one lifetime. Right. But it's one of those things where those tools were planted for you to evolve to that greater purpose of whatever it is that you chose to. And that's where we're getting to the whole being and doing, right? They always say God has a plan. Or if you say, hey, God, I have a plan that God laughs at you. And I never understood that to a certain degree. I'm like, I'm the creator. What do you mean? I create, you know, my life. But you do create your life. But if you really tap into God or the essence, it's really you you're tapping into. You chose a certain path. And this is why I get away from the mind so much because of that reason. And the only way you know that you are on your soul's purpose or aligned with it is when you have positive vibes or you have a positive emotions that come from that. It's a feeling and you don't have an explanation to it, but you feel good or you feel like you need to, or you're propelled to, or you're, but the beautiful thing is that that's when you can know you're in that alignment. And so sometimes people go, well, I'm, I'm not choosing my life. If I'm, I'm a creator and this and that, and I was like, you are, do you like to be happy? Do you want bliss? Do you want joy? Do you want peace? Do you want inner calmness and so forth? Well, yeah. And I never heard anyone say no. I said, that's when you're in alignment. Those feelings come up. It's our natural state. And so when you're in that alignment, that happens. So when it comes back to the mind, a lot of the tools I work with, I mean, it's limiting beliefs is the big one. You know, what you've been conditioned and what you thought that that impression you took on that you didn't even know you took on to a certain degree became a conditioning of your life. And those are big ones that I try to help unveil as much as I possibly can. And then the subconscious mind, how it's been conditioned. I don't even have to try to figure that out. It's easy when I work with clients, as long as they give me a little bit of time, I'll see the patterns. Sometimes I'll let my intuition just run and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling, I, I'll get like this gut feeling. I'm going, have you noticed you had this and blah, 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 blah. And you see it here, you see it here. And they're just like, what are you saying? Oh my God, how do you know this? And I'm like, I don't, I can't take credit. I don't know. I'm just feeling your energy. I'm downloading, who knows? All I know is I'm getting information. But it, then it's working on tools of how do we do that? And a lot of times energetically it can happen quick, but for some people it's, we got to, slowly break through because the longer it's been there, the more it's stored energetically in the body and all these other memories that are there. So we have to work on raising the vibe of those things. And sometimes it can take some time to do that. 
How do you do that? So kind of what I heard you say too is, yeah, we have these limiting beliefs and I love how you use your intuition to see them. And I also know that sometimes we we can see them from our lives. Our lives will show us exactly what we think and our lives will show us exactly the thoughts that we are really doubled down on, the belief systems that are really, really strong for us. Our life will keep showing us. So you don't, it's not, it's not actually a mystery when you know how this stuff works. And then the trick for me, the way that I see it is to love the heck out of whatever's happening. Love yourself. Understand this is exactly how your life is supposed to work. And if it's happening now, it is the perfect thing. It is the perfect thing for you if it's happening in the moment now, um, even if it doesn't feel like it is, it is. And then, you know, you kind of align with that higher piece of yourself and you say, okay, show me where I want to go next. Show me the way home. But what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what I do. So what happens is when we uncover that limiting belief, then we just, all it is is shifting focus and, and changing the belief. I mean, it's literally a flip of like, okay, I had, you know, money only can grow on trees or whatever that may be on money, right? So then it's like, okay, well, do you believe that to be true now? No. So let's let's let the belief go. Let's thank it for its time. Thank it for existing and just send it off wherever you want. You want to send it back to the universe. You want to just send it back into the sky. I really don't care. It doesn't matter. You just, you're releasing it off. And then you say, okay, now let's really look at what do you want to create? What's the code you're going to live by? And what I mean by a code is that um, I call beliefs codes because I was in computers before I got into chiropractic. So it was like codes, you have an input, goes through the coding and it comes an output. So it's like, what is that thing that's going to automatically? Well, you know, money comes easy to me. All right, great. Do you believe that? Yeah, money's easy. I can make money easily. All right, great. So let's make that a belief. Now your mind's going to play tricks on you. So be ready for that because it's not, it hasn't changed yet. So a lot of times people say you can make an instant change. And I'm always like, you can make an instant change. And I'm not saying you can't. I've done it in my life. Sometimes those changes you'll feel happen instantly in your life. Like you'll see it like the next day, you're like, wow, everything's changing. This is so cool. And, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't happen often, but there are some things that are just more deep rooted. And so then we have to do a little bit more work and condition it. Right. So then it's just always having reminders and there's things you can do like a bracelet thing. There's anchoring with self-hypnosis you can do. There's a lot of tools I'll pull based on what they need or what I feel like they may. I'll bring up. Love it. Uh, That's one of the blessings I have. Like for my background, I can pull from so many different arenas to use. Uh, but that'll be kind of the thing. And then it's like, okay, here we go. Now this is what we're going to work on. And here's how you know you're there because the universe will always show you where you are. Watch your life and see a change. And when you start to see the change, you've made the change. And then we continue. And a lot of times people get stuck in their head because then they're like, oh my God, like, especially with money. Um, I had some clients just recently break through some 20 something year goals. And it's like, they got there and they're like, how do I keep this stuff? And I'm like, no, that's your limiting belief coming back. (laughs) It's just another belief. It's beautiful. But I would say too, sometimes I'll work with people where, you know, they're like, I thought I dealt with this issue. Why is it coming back? And it's like, it'll keep coming even as you're working. I mean, I still have things that come up and I wave to them like, oh, I see you. There you are again. I love you. I'm going to work with you. It's always a fresh opportunity. It's always a new thing. And, you know, Abraham Hicks, who you may or may not be familiar with, but Esther Hicks's channels and entity, Abraham, we've talked about them a lot on the show because I've been listening a lot recently because I just found out I moved to San Diego and Esther lived in my neighborhood. So I'm like so enamored with her now. Ah. <laughs> See what it takes. 
it's, it's like my idea of fangirling. But, you know, they always say, look, you know, the bigger the problem, quote unquote, the bigger the solution. So again, we don't need to create big problems. You know, don't don't go out of your way to create a problem if you don't need to, because the universe wants you to, you know, experience ease, joy, and grace. But where we do have those bigger, more deep-seated problems, those are beautiful things too, because, you know, that's where our soul chose to create a really big solution. And in creating that really big solution, you know, sometimes we we get the waves of the problem, they reverberate. And I often think like each time I just notice how far I've come. I notice the ease and grace with which I can recognize, oh, there goes that pattern again, how quickly I can love myself through it. You know, sometimes you wave and it just floats by and, you know, because you're like, oh, I know you, you silly friend. And, you know, it doesn't stick anymore. Um, But I think sometimes two people immediately go, oh no, it's back. I've regressed. And you haven't, you're always moving forward. Even when you feel stuck, you're not, you can't be. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we are always in movement and always in expansion. No, it's so true. What you know, it's one of those things I was told, like when you evolve, so do they. Yeah, I love that. And it just changes its form. So, like one of the ways I can sh- quickly share that is like y- you look at like billionaires. Well, do billionaires have money problems? Yeah, they do. But when people hear that, like, what do you mean money problems? I don't have money problems. I'm like, they do. It's just different. Right. That's all it is. It may not be someone who's living who's homeless and has money problems. It may not be those type. But they have other money problems that they have that they're dealing with, maybe an investment or working with a company or whatever. They, they have their own too. And it just evolves right. into different forms. Because I remember, I always was had that mindset, like, once I get to this point, it's done. I don't have to worry about it. And then, you know, like, I thought I healed from something. And then all of a sudden, I, it shows up, but it's like a different form of it. And I'd be going, wow, didn't see that. And then it was like helping me go deeper. And I'm like, all right, there's never an end to healing. There's never end to any of this. So it's just until I'm not here anymore. And I'm like, so it's just cool. It's just going to continue. But it's I love it. It's not as hard anymore like it used to be, right. um, which I love that part. But it's it's still it's like, OK, you're here. All right. Let's have fun. Let's see what this brings. Exactly. And that that brings us back to the principle of allowing, right? When we allow whatever is going on, including the part of ourself that doesn't like it that much, right? Because sometimes we're like, you know, well, I, I'm, I can't allow it because like I'm resisting it. I'm like, then you allow that. <laughs> like geez, when you stub your toe, it hurts, you know, and you're probably really mad for a few seconds. That's okay. Just allow the fact that stubbing your toe hurts and you don't like it. Right. And that usually brings you right back. You know, again, looking at life, like for me, it's been one of those things where I, and just for the listeners, I am a type A personality driver or task oriented. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I've learned to let that go a lot, but I used to be that way. And you get to a point where it is, is just to allow but one of the things I've learned over time, because I my mind just as much as it understands, it was conditioned and still is conditioned. And we're all conditioned in some way. It's a mind. That's what they do. It's a mind. It's going to do what it's going to do. And it's one of the things where I'm just like, you know, wow, I have to I can have it like this. So, OK, well, we'll have to see, you know, and then it's like, let go. And then all of a sudden I do. And but the one thing I want to get to is that the universe always, always, it's always going to give you. You know, that one thing that took me a while to learn what I need to go through. And even if it's a dark moment, maybe a lean month, or maybe it's a lean year, maybe in a few years, you know, Abraham said, I'm big in Abraham. I read a lot. I love all that work that Esther does. And it's one of those things, like, I remember I was reading a quote from her just recently, and it was about like, you know, looking at what you're going through today, don't get so hooked onto it because a year from now, you're going to look back and be like, I'm so happy I went through it. Or it's like a trajectory moment for you. Because yep. a lot of times, even for me, sometimes and it still happens. Like I'll hear about people who manifest it so quick. I'm like, how can I, why, why doesn't that like, well, how, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I don't get that far into it, but it's sometimes I'll be like, that's your brain because you do it too, by the way. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, yeah. And it's like one of those things where I'm like, you know, then it's just like, let go. Who cares? It's not a competition. Yeah. Like, and that's just my old way of how I used to handle sports in my life and being very competitive. So it's just like, who really cares? Like at the end of the day, you, you're, you, as long as you get to where you wanted to get to, who cares how long it took? Right. What was the process? Because the process is going to be what you needed to go through right. at the end of the day. And and for those who hear some science, right? The law of gestation, right? Everything has a time frame. Yeah. Everything in life has a time frame. We live in the time-space continuum. We are breaking that a little bit now, but it's, it's we still live in the time-space continuum though. Yeah, it seems that way. <laughs> it seems that way. Yeah, and I think too, that, you know, there's no reason to get competitive or comparison-y because we're all built differently and we're all here to do different things. And so some areas are going to flow really easily for you and some are going to be a little more sticky. And that's actually how it's supposed to be. You chose that. You chose that. And, you know, I often find that when I tune into the areas that are flowing, it helps, you know, the areas that are a little more sticky flow a little bit better too, right? So that sometimes helps, but you can't compare. And I also think, and this is the last little topic I wanted to bring up before we wrap up, because we've alluded to it, but I don't think we've really said it. There's also a really big difference, I think, between people that are very good at manifesting from the level of ego, meaning that human 3D reality of I want this and I can have it, which is a good thing. I'm not, I'm not against that. And people who have set that their lives up for that to be a little more difficult, and they may think that they're behind the game, but they're actually, the guides say, taking a more nuanced path. And so sometimes we we set it up to be a little more difficult because we're at the level of soul development or or whatever we're here to do, where we're, we're wanting to feel into more deeply about that difference between that 3D human way of, you know, navigating and quote unquote mastering life and doing something that's a lot more powerful and potent, not anything against someone who's, you know, really playing the game of life according to human terms really well. I love those people. They're having a great time. Um, but a lot of us, you know, a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, we haven't signed up to do that. We've signed up to do something that's a little bit more nuanced, a little more complex and equally beautiful. And if we compare ourselves to someone else who's just playing the 3D game, not that what they're doing is wrong. This is not a comparison, friends. Um, we're going to miss the beauty and joy in what we're here to do, which is understand things on that deeper, more nuanced level so that when we are co-creating we're going to start to really, you know, bring in that that more soul-based awareness, which is going to look very different. And it may not always be what, you know, the human realm, you know, values at the beginning, but, you know, the payoff will be ginormous. So anyway. And that's a great segue to go with what we talked about in the beginning, because I talked about lightworkers and stuff, and that's the essence of it, yep. right? You take a path that isn't the, it's a little more, I'm going to say gruesome, but it's just, it, it was more... You're taking on the work because you're learning as a soul all this beautiful stuff. But at the same token, when you get through that process, your soul and your light's going to emit more, which then helps liberate humanity a little bit to be able to give them the opportunity to do the same. And it's one of those processes that, because I used to be hard on myself, I'm like, why is everything always hard for me? Like, why can't, you know, it was one of those things. And, and my mom will look at me and she's like, well, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, it's a struggle. Like, why can't it just be this and that's it? And she's like, she goes, honey, I don't know. Some people just have it harder than others. And she goes, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And so eventually over time, I looked and I had some work done and looked into things. And, and I was just like, cool. That's the life I chose. That's the right. essence of my soul saying it doesn't like easy. It likes to go in and really go full head in with things. And on the end of it, though, like I find a real big joy for that. Right. And so it's like, 
So then it just goes back to, again, what's the whole, what's the key to getting away from it all? Just being present and enjoy the process. Yeah. Like you're saying, it's just being that moment. And that's something I've learned very, I've been studying, working very hard on that one. Well, just allowing it more to be, and then it's just embracing it. And it's so much more, it just makes it more joyous. It's, I don't know how to explain it, no matter what shows up. I love it. Yeah. It's a deeper level of ease, really. You know, it's not hard at all. It's just not, it's just not how we're taught to do things. Vic, this has been amazing. I'm so glad we got to talk. Share with people if they feel called to work with you, to do coaching. I know you have a podcast, so let people know how they can connect with you more if they feel so called. Oh, thank you for thank you for that. Um, so everything's at my website. It's empoweryourreality.com. If you're interested in resonating with, with me and my message and, and looking into doing coaching, I have a free call that we can hop on. I get to hear about what you're going through, struggles, what your goals are, dreams, all these kind of things. And uh, I'll give a couple pieces of advice. And then if I feel like I feel that we I can help you, then I'll share how I can do that. I do have some free resources, a ebook on the power of visualization. My podcast is up there. Um, I got the one uh, free chapter of my new book. And then if you want to connect to me on social media, I do share a lot on there. Um, it's on the bottom left of the website. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. So any questions you may have, I always love hearing from people. Beautifulness, beautifulness, busy guy. Um, <laughs> I told you type A personality, right? There it is. Yeah, I got it. It's so funny because I definitely was type A. And then when I went into the motherhood thing and had kids, I really realized that type B was a better parent. And I think my guides are laughing at me. They're like, you only thought you were type B. All right. So I, I toned it down a little bit, but now that I'm doing you know, this business and I'm also in California, which is a much slower vibe. I recently was out with somebody who's like, yeah, you know, you're going to like this person. They're type A like you. And I was like, wait, am I type A again? Like, when did that happen? But perhaps I always have been. And again, it's just a different set of, of tools that our souls chose to work with, right? A different way of learning. Yeah. I just think it's funny that you said that. But are there any other parting words that come through that you want to share with listeners before we we wrap her up? Just have more fun with life. I mean, that's just I think that's the message we need in this day of era is just see the joy in all things and it'll be there because it really is. Like when you like you were talking about the soul, like it's what we were designed. That's how our soul likes to do things. They're very light and airy and funny. My angels and guides and all whoever I don't know who they are when they channel through, but it's just they always they'll make fun of me sometimes in a in a very fun, light manner. Like yeah. the energy's not heavy or being negative or anything. And I just look like, didn't you know that was going to happen? Come on, you say you're Mr. Know-it-all on all these things. I'm like, calm down. I'm like, what is it? And, and I'm, I could see them laughing. And I'm like, all right, we're fine. I'm, I'm, this is funny. So find a joy in life because it's, it really is there. And we need a little bit more of that. Yeah, I love that. All right. This was so much fun. I'm so glad we got to connect. I'm grateful to all of you listeners because you're there. I get to do what I love to do. And if you like the show, remember, it always helps to subscribe, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, wherever you listen, spread the love so that we can get more eyeballs on these beautiful conversations. But either way, I'm grateful for you and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste.
Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life Podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.